the ox, diligent and dependable. I mean, I do agree that we're pretty... Uh, well, actually, I, I agree that I'm pretty diligent and dependable. Am I not diligent and dependable? <laughs> Welcome, my little beans, to I've Been Thinking, a podcast where you hear candid conversations between two besties. Today, I'm your host, Evan, and with me is the lovely Vilana. Whoa, so today's topic is going to be on personality traits. I think there's a lot of ways to categorize someone's personality traits. Some may be accurate, some not so much. So let's talk about, I guess, the most popular one, astrology. Are you into astrology? I love astrology. Damn, okay. What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Which I feel like if any of our listeners heard the first podcast, they would really get the Sagittarius energy out of me because it is Sagittarius season. It makes me very, very happy. But um, I, as much as I love astrology, I'm not like super duper into it like I know a lot of other people are. I know my, I know my star sign, I know my rising, and I know my moon, and that's about it. Mm, that's interesting. Do you know your sign? I'm a Cancer. I'm not really into astrology but i feel like it's fun to read about you know like like i like reading about my my uh horoscopes my daily horoscopes here and there you know i think it's pretty fun you know but i don't know if it's that accurate i feel like okay when it comes to a cancer like it is a water sign so you are pretty like easy going um you go with the flow and like you adapt very easily uh i don't know exactly what it is like, the exact description of a cancer is, um, like I said, I don't know too much about astrology, but I know the bare basics. But when it comes to me being a Sagittarius, because it is Sagittarius season, I am, like, off the walls crazy. And I feel like that, like, you can see that with our friend group, because I'm literally the one that needs to be babied all the time, or else I will go insane, and everybody will be like, oh, what is she doing this time? Correct. Okay, so I pulled up some uh, some traits on your sign. Let's see how true they are. So for you, it says, strengths are generous, idealistic, and great sense of humor. Uh, yeah, I would say that's pretty true. Nice. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your alleged weaknesses are... Uh, promises more than can deliver, very impatient, and will say anything no matter how undiplomatic. <laughs> I feel like, okay, that last part, yeah, because I speak with no filter. Yeah, yeah, that is true. The other ones, I don't know. How? Mm. I wouldn't say you're impatient. I feel like you're kind of, you like to get things done. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't, is that not the same thing? Uh... But you're not like rude. You're just like, I just need these tasks done. Like, when are we getting them done? Like, I don't have a time to play around, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. I'm like that at work too. Where, where, okay. I would say I'm impatient when I know that something that is within my control doesn't get done. 
and like I have to rely I don't does that make sense like I have to rely on other people to like get my stuff done for me like not in a sense of like I push it onto other people no it's like I'm waiting for other people's deliverables to be sent to me so I can finish it so I'm like hey can you send it to me like now and they're like I can't send it now and I'm like can you give me a valid reason like if you don't give me a valid reason I'm gonna hound you for it yeah yeah you like it when things are like in your control so I feel like when they're not in terms of work or outside of work, you're just kind of like, hi, guys, what's the update? Let me know. Let me in. Can I help on something? <laughs> Is that micromanaging? Oh, my God, that'd be so annoying. No, no, no I don't think so. I think it's just uh, you like to keep organized and you like uh, things done, you know? Yeah, like I like it if if something's not going to be within the timeline that I set myself up for, then... Like, as long as I know when the updated deadline will be so I can reprioritize my tasks. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's continue reading. Curious and energetic. You are one of the biggest travelers amongst all the zodiac signs. Yeah, you're pretty energetic. Definitely curious. You're like, what's that? What's going on there? (laughs) Oh, my God. Me and aquariums when it comes to fish. I'm like, oh, colors. What's that? What's this one called? I want to know. Oh, my God. Me at the zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on, guys? I want to know. You know, like whenever there's, you know how when like a kid drops food on the ground and then if you wait a little bit, a bunch of ants will come and like get at it and it looks kind of disgusting. You're like that kid that like is there and stares and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> I still do that. Like, oh, my God. Before the snow started falling, when I was walking home from work one day, I saw a bunch of ants. And I'm like, why are they here? Where is the food? But, like, I couldn't see anything. I literally spent, like, 10 minutes just looking at them and blocking traffic. <laughs> wow. Curious, Bilana. Has your curiosity ever gotten you in trouble? Um, I don't I don't know. Um. I don't think I've ever been in, like, deep, deep trouble before. But, like, it has gotten my mom to be like, how did I give birth to this human? Yeah, I don't think it's your curiosity per se, but I think (laughs) it's your, like, rebellious nature that gets you into trouble. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah, let's not do that. Let's do this instead. And then authorities are like, what is going on? (laughs) Where's my daughter? Where is my student? What is she doing? And you're like, yeah, I'm here. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're a fire sign? Are you? Yes, I am. Interesting, interesting. Hmm, It says that your enthusiasm has no bounds. Therefore, people born under the Sagittarius sign possess a great sense of humor and intense curiosity. I can see that. I feel like if I weren't working in entertainment, I definitely would not be a doctor. Definitely would not be. Okay, maybe a teacher, but like, okay, I was having this talk with my friend who is currently a kindergarten teacher. And then he was like, if you were a teacher, which one would you be? And I'm like, oh, I'd be a high school teacher. And he's like, oh, why high school? And I'm like, because like high school is when everybody does all the stupid stuff and I want to be there to watch it. (laughs) Yo, you'll be like that laid back teacher that like, I don't want to say joins in on the... (laughs) 
<laughs> on the I would say I'm like definitely an enabler of their behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like they'll be like a strict teacher and they'd be like, What's going on? What are the kids doing? And you'll just be beside you, be like, oops, you. But I got it under control. Don't worry. I feel like I'd be the one where like kids would come up to you. Well, like you see it in church with like all the kids where like you'll have like when your sister and her friends like were still teenagers and like starting to they were like 16, 17, entering university and stuff. They would come up to me. They're like, Vilana, I just did this. I'm like, no way. Tell me more. What did you do after that? This is what you should have done. Okay, like you got to cause more chaos. Yeah, I feel like you as a youth group leader versus like like myself and Cindy, for example, are very different. Your your kids are more like off the walls. Like, <laughs> like you are in it with them too. That's the thing. You're <laughs> Here's the thing though. Like you are so caring for all the kids and like you want to make sure they're all safe and like their brains are intact. Cindy's there. Like she's an actual teacher. So she's like very nurturing, but like she's still very strict with them. And I'm just here like, yeah, who wants to run to the roof and <laughs> climb up some buildings? They'll be like, how many of us can fit in this closet without anybody knowing? <laughs> like kids under your supervision are like 80% like uh, doing stunts and like <laughs> and like playing versus the other percent actually learning and like doing their work that they're supposed to. <laughs> this is why I'm always in charge of the teenagers and never the younger kids. That is true, yeah. I don't know. I don't really see you with younger kids, like uh like probably like grade four and under, for example. Oh, I definitely cannot see myself. Yeah. I feel like kids that age are so bratty. They're at the age where like they know that their parents are always gonna be by them, so like they wanna explore more of the world. But like half of that exploration I just can't deal with. I don't know why, but, like, when teenagers do it, I'm, like, all here for it. They're, like, yo, I want to, like, explore this part of the world. And I'm, like, yes, let's do it. This is how you buy a plane ticket. And this is how you ask your parents for their credit card to pay for you. But when you get, like, a 10-year-old, when you get a 10-year-old, like, there's so many limitations to it. And I'm just, like, I can't deal with that. You want to have unfiltered conversations with kids who can understand you. I have to, like, be careful about what I say because they won't, they don't understand sarcasm. At Like, most of them don't understand sarcasm at that age. So I'm just, like, very careful with my words. I have to use vocabulary. Actually, no, let's get real. My vocabulary, my vocab is the same as a 10-year-old's anyway, so it's not going to matter. But... <laughs> I don't know. It's just like the vibe I get from 10 year olds. Like, and like teenagers, it's so different. Like, both of them are chaotic, but like with teenagers, it's chaos with logic mixed into it. Like, there's a reason for why they're doing it. Yeah, because I feel like your relationship with um, like a younger child versus like teenagers would be like, uh, like a more closer to a parent or like an older sibling versus like actually their friend so i feel like you're like i'm not ready for that i just want to be your friends and have fun <laughs> yeah that's, that's literally me i don't want the responsibility of being a parent yet okay going back to zodiacs okay so mine's a cancer so let's see how accurate these are 
So strengths are highly imaginative, loyal, emotional, sympathetic, and persuasive. You think those are true? I think most of it is pretty true. Like you are very sympathetic and you are very imaginative. You're very, very creative. Um, persuasiveness, I don't know. I don't know about persuasiveness. Like you have to really be pushed. Yeah, that's true. To get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you pretty much like the majority of the time you'll do what other people tell you to do and like not really voice your own voice to it. But like unless it rubs you the wrong way, that's when you'll start saying your points, all of your arguments and like convince everybody to go to your side. Yeah, I feel like I have a I have a high tolerance for things like that. But when it comes to like straight up BS or like nonsense i don't have time for but if it's just the little things it's like okay fine sure like i i'm not gonna bother arguing with you on this like it's a waste of my time but if you're just straight up bsing i'm like no i don't have time for this (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is how i wonder how you have been friends with me for so long because literally me i'm just straight up bsing my (laughs) my life okay that's just my entire life yeah, that's pretty funny. You're basically like, um, I'm just gonna fake it till I make it. Literally me all throughout elementary school and high school and university. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sympathetic and like understanding of people. Uh so maybe that's why I'm maybe that's why my where my tolerance level comes in. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, like I get it. You're this because yeah, like you're good at you're really good at listening to other people and like helping us dissect our problems and like understanding where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I agree with imaginative and loyal, though. I feel like that's very accurate to my character. Okay, so alleged weaknesses are moody, permissive, suspicious. <laughs> manipulative and insecure (laughs) i don't know am i sus (laughs) okay (laughs) you're not sus i we haven't played among us do you play among us no i don't play i don't really play games i don't think no i don't think i've ever played yeah you don't really play games i i feel like if we ever played among us you'd be the first one ejected from the ship i can 100 percent see that Maybe that's why I don't like games. Okay, it's going to be both. Because, like, you don't really like games, so you don't play games, which means that, like, since you never play games, you're not really that good at games, especially games where, like, it forces you to take on a persona. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, like, when it comes to games that forces you to take on a persona, if it's not true to your original character, then you are definitely sus. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like a terrible liar, which is quite the opposite from you because I feel like you pretty much just BS and like, I don't want to say put on an act, but like you're very good at that. (laughs) I'm just very good at like being very loud. (laughs) And then just because I'm loud, everyone believes me and I'm like, okay, let's just go with that. Have you ever done improv? Yeah, so when I was still in theater school, it was one of our courses, and I was also part of the improv club. Yeah, I definitely can see you being so good at that. You're like, "Mm, okay, sure, I'll ramble. Yeah, rambling? Give me a topic. I'll talk about it. (laughs) But, like, back to you. I 
you're you're not manipulative. Yeah, I don't think so. Like definitely not. And moody, not really. You're not moody. Like you're very logical with your emotions. I would say, like if you're sad, then you're sad. But like it never switches. Unless, like, somebody provokes you. Yeah, that's true. I feel like over the years, I've uh, transitioned from, I guess, being more emotion-based to being more logic-based. What else? It says here that cancers are deeply intuitive and sentimental. They're very emotional and sensitive and care deeply about the matters to their family and their home. You do care. You care deeply about the people you love. Yeah, that's true. I think And you're very selective of the people you love. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Um Yeah, I think I would agree to that. I feel like I'm pretty intuitive and sentimental. I don't know if I'm emotional per se. I would say younger you was pretty emotional, like back when we were in like elementary and high school. But nowadays, not so much. I feel like the stress of university kind of mellowed it out. Yeah, I feel like I care about what really matters in terms of, like, my family and, like, people that I'm pretty close to. But how accurate are these, though? You know? I mean, this is only your star sign, and it only talks about, like, your persona towards other people. So how other people perceive you as... You have your moon sign, which is, I believe that's like the subconscious you. So like the you that is like hidden in like who you really, really are, I guess, if that makes sense. Or am I confusing that with your rising sign? You know what? I'm going to do a quick Google search. Yeah, I was never really sure about those two. But I know there are people that are like really into it. Yeah. So your moon sign are your emotions and your inner mood. So like the who you like truly are when you take away your exterior. And your rising sign is your social personality. Okay. Well, I guess reading about your horoscopes or talking about astrology um, are not as accurate. Uh, if we have another more accurate example would be the MBTI. Have you ever taken that? I did. I had to take it for project management. Oh, cool. What's yours? I am ENFP. So that is, I believe that's the campaigner. So I actually had to take this test like three or four times in the past two years for like different courses and stuff. And I get the same one every single time. I'm always ENFP. Mm, that's interesting i've taken it a couple times but i think the last couple times like the last two times i've taken it i've gotten the same results uh so i'm an isfp the adventurer oh so we have fp as the same traits for both of us that's interesting okay the campaigner let's see a true free spirit. Often the life of a party. Yeah, I see that. Okay, campaigners are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are in enjoying the social and emotional connections they make with others. Charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate. Yeah, you're pretty charming and independent. I would say so. 
I don't know how I feel about independent. Okay, I actually am pretty independent, but like when it comes to like new situations or like entering the unknown, I'm like, somebody please hold my hand because I don't want to be left alone. Yeah, 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 that's true. I feel like you have, you have a lot of like, like bra girl characteristics, <laughs> but also like, ooh, girl. <laughs> what does that even mean? There'd be situations when you're, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to take in charge. I can do this independently. Like, what do you mean? I don't need you. Um, but there's also moments when you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Someone hold my hand. Someone decide for me. <laughs> I'm just going to sit there. I just remember reading this like a few months ago and being very offended that it was calling me out on all of my weaknesses. <laughs> so your weaknesses, alleged weaknesses, are poor practical skills. Uh, I don't know. You're You're pretty good at like hands-on things like cooking and baking find it difficult to focus can you focus i i need to be in a specific mood to focus i whenever i have like multiple things going on i end up doing all of them at the same time i never have an allotted period for just one project because i'm like wait my brain's not thinking for this one, so I'll just move to the next one. But then, like, my brain's not thinking again, so then I just keep going. And then it's just an entire cycle. Yeah, it's like an endless list that, like, never gets checked off. You know, I agree with this one because um, I remember when, during the beginning of the pandemic, when classes were moved online, you had a difficult time transitioning because you're like, I can't focus in this household, like, in my room and study with like my screen, I need to be at the library, I need to be on campus, you know? Yeah, I resorted to locking myself outside of my house to finish a paper. And I would not allow myself back in until I finished the paper. Okay, I definitely agree with the next two following, overthinking things and getting stressed easily. <laughs> okay, it's like a cycle with these two though. Like I'll overthink everything and that's why I get stressed and then like I'll start getting even more stressed and I start overthinking my stress. But I also feel like that's like with your social nature as well. Like um, like because you overthink and get stressed, you like seek for other people's um advice and stuff so there'd be situations where you would contact us for example and like talk about things and then after talking through it you're like oh, okay like i feel more at ease like i know what's going on i'm okay now i just need to know if it's like is it the rational side of my brain that's talking or is it just me high on emotions and anxiety i don't know the difference between the two yet okay let's see what you are as a friend Okay, so campaigners are cheerful and supportive, always sharing and developing ideas, staying open-minded and taking in others' thoughts and feelings. Yeah, you're pretty cheerful and supportive, I would say. Oh, yeah. I think this is kind of you. Campaigns' interest in others can be a double-ended sword. This pure idealistic comes from certain expectations and too often campaigners hold their friendship in an unrealistic light. I don't... I just have really high expectations that are, like, unachievable. <laughs> I don't know if it's with friendships that you have these expectations, but maybe with, like, your career or, like, your, your like, romantic relationship, maybe. Are, are we saying that my, my standards are too high? Like, <laughs> is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I don't really don't think your standards are too high. Um... 
I think sometimes when you, how do I should explain this? Like, I feel like when somebody does something you don't like, and you're just like, what the hell? Like, they just did this. I'm not gonna freaking date them. <laughs> like, you can't slide into my DMs with the hey. I'm not gonna reply. Okay, like, if you don't give me room to respond, like, I'm not gonna respond. Like, if you just type hey in my DMs, what am I supposed to do with that information? Like, type hey back. But, like, there's no conversation starter. Like, how did you find me? Tell me how you found me. Yeah, you're like, stimulate my monkey brain or else don't even bother. <laughs> I I need I need contacts. Like if we're gonna slide into my DMs, like at least say a pickup line or something. If it's gonna be a pickup line, then like make sure it's creative. Like I don't want one of those like, did it hurt when you fell from heaven or something? Nah, I don't I don't want any of that. Like be creative with that. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about pickup lines. I feel like, I feel like if they're not catered to you and your interests, they're kind of gross. You know, like if it's not like a punny a punny line that has something to do with your interests for example and it's like a generic quote that you like like you do a google search on like top 50 pickup lines and you like copy and paste them it's like (laughs) (laughs) disgusting oh my god just rule of thumb don't slide into my dms with a hey like i'm not gonna respond to that what do you want from me (laughs) okay going back onto personalities i'm gonna read mine (laughs) and Let me know how accurate or inaccurate this is. So this is the ISFP, which is the adventurer. So adventurers are true artists, but not necessarily in a typical sense, where they out painting happy little trees. Um, Let's see. They use aesthetics, design, and even their choices and actions to push uh, limits of social convention. Can you read that last part again? I need to dissect it a little more. They use aesthetics, design, and even their choices and actions to push the limits of social convention. Mm, I feel like we have definitely have conversations about this, about like using what we have in our arsenal to like further our own ideas or like change stereotypes or like things like that. We've had, like, very brief conversations about it, but, like, we've never actually, like, delved deeper into it. But I feel like that last part is something that you're going to develop during your career. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call myself, like, like a social activist, per se, such as, like, for example, Victor. But there's definitely things that I care about, Um, but I'm not necessarily as vocal about it Mm -hmm. like you're not the type that would go to like a protest per se depending on your own personal feelings about it and like the severity of your of your feelings for it but like you will definitely voice your opinions on said matter in different ways so like whether it be with like your clothing line or like your own designs or like yeah, just stuff like that. Like, you'll voice it in ways that are not typically the norm. Yeah, like, I, nothing, obviously nothing against people that are, like, going out there and protesting. They're they're doing things that are, like, amazing. There's people like that, like, actions like that need to be done in order for, like, changes to happen within, like, policies and government stuff. But I'm not really that of an outspoken person but i definitely think in a setting for example 
uh, like let's say a work setting where I see things that are like not right, like mistreatment of certain people, I would definitely voice that out or make sure that like going forward um, when new work is given, like these issues are being addressed, you know? Which I guess goes back to our conversation about possi- like me possibly exploring the HR field, <laughs> right? Where I spoke about how I really enjoyed certain aspects of HR, but I don't necessarily see myself working in that field as like uh, my main. Yeah, definitely. I understand you on that part. And to be honest, I can't see you being like a full-time worker in an HR department either because I feel like you're you're just going to be contained the entire time and you want something that has a little bit more artistic freedom to it. But like I can also see you working in a startup where like startups typically don't have an implemented HR department, but like doing everything you can to like create a good foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think you hit... Like, yeah, yeah, you hit that spot on pretty much, especially in a smaller environment. I feel like I can make a bigger impact and like really make changes that um, like would be a better environment for everyone, like including minorities, you know, or people that like aren't necessarily um, have the same opportunities. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Because now I want to go into that. Let's start start off with strengths first, I guess. Charming, sensitive to others, imaginative, passionate, curious, and artistic. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I think I would describe myself as a a creative and passionate person. Sensitive to others. Damn, this just makes me sound like such an emotional person. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, you're not emotional. Like, you're very in tune with your emotions, but, like, you're not... Like, the stereotypical emotional person who would, like, cry the moment something bad happens to them. That's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel like the more we hang out together, I, like, steal your emotions and then, like, I project them to the world. And then, like, I mix mine in there. And you're just there like, hey, what's up? Vilana's just going to cry for me. <laughs> <laughs> to my crying for me. I'm going to just stand there. Cool. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. You do all the work. <laughs> sensitive to others. You are pretty sensitive with others' emotions. Like, you can pick up when somebody's in a bad mood or, like, if someone's feeling down. And then, like, you're pretty good at um, conflict resolution. Like, you can pick up when there's tension and, like, you try to, like, relieve that tension if you're able to. But, like, if you're not able to, you're kind of, like, peace out, not my job. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call myself the peacemaker because I feel like that's just a lot of physical and emotional work. Like, I don't, I don't want to say I don't have time for that, but like, I just like, there's no position for me to to be in, like, be the mediator and like fix other people's problems for them. But I definitely don't like conflict. So when conflict arises, I try my best to settle both parties. Yeah, I I can understand people, like, in terms of, like, where they come from and, like, why they come up with, like, certain, like, thought process or decisions they make, but that doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with them. Yeah, and they they pretty much hit it spot on with, like, the artistic and imaginative. Like, I 
Yeah, I view myself as a pretty creative person, both like like career-wise, but also, I guess, like other aspects of my life. Yeah, like you're very, you're, the amount of creativity that happens in your brain is actually like pretty cool. Like you can come up with like these concepts that even I would never come up with and like I feel like the most amazing part of you is like you have all of these ideas in your brain and you actually act upon them that's very interesting because I feel like I don't act upon them enough I like there's so many different ideas that I have and I feel like I just kind of like start it and like never fully like my ideas never fully reach the potential I want them to because I either start up on something new or like don't have time to finish this one like (laughs) I feel like with you is that like if it is within your power then you're actually going to act upon it which is compared to like other people we had this idea to make this podcast but I was like yeah I was planning it but like I needed you to push me to be actually be like hey we're gonna do this right and I'm like yeah okay and then it was you be like hey I really want to record and I'm like okay okay let's actually get down to do it Mm, that's interesting because I feel the kind of opposite I feel like like there's a lot of things that I want to do but I too also need someone to push me to be able to do it and I feel like that's where you play along in terms of this process like this podcast you're, you're like, okay, sure, let's do it. Like, like I like when do you want to meet up? Like, let's set up a time. Like, let's like let me pull out like my Google Sheets and like let's set up recording dates and stuff. Like I am like I don't want to say I'm messy per se or not organized, but I I feel like you just take care of that side. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I feel like you're definitely more of like a go with the flow type of person. If it doesn't align in your schedule perfectly or like not so perfectly, I guess, but like if it doesn't like flow with you, then like you kind of just divert your attention away from it. Whereas for me, I'm definitely more of like I if I start a project, I need it planned out. I like being able to see things visually as like on a process rather than like just going with the flow and like if it happens it happens because I'm very much like out of sight out of mind if I don't create schedules and stuff I'm just gonna forget about it oh I totally agree with the out of sight of mine it's like when you don't see people and you're like I forgot they exist see I feel like that's more of a you problem because like I'm constantly messaging my friends be like hey when are we playing games hey are we gonna have an animal crossing party today Guys, I miss friendship. Someone give me attention. That's true. But I also feel like maybe that behavior comes from, um, like, I value my me time a lot. And I also really hate texting and calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, pandemic, cool. Oh, sh- oh, damn it. Now I actually have to reach out to people and, like, call them <laughs> and text them. I don't do that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. The- okay. So Evan will never, ever call me when she's in downtown when she's downtown because i go to school i used to go to school downtown but like sometimes she would be downtown and i check her instagram story and i'm like hey why did you message me i'm downtown too i go to school here but no she's like oh sorry but then i will message her when i decide to go uptown and visit her campus be like hey i'm here let's meet up yeah yeah that was very strange i was like what the hell why are you in this side of town i'm here give me attention i'll wait for you to finish class 
I, I can't be bothered. Like, I feel like, like, me alone time, like, I'm good. When, when I need you, I will schedule a meetup <laughs> face-to-face, and we can meet up and talk and Sweetie, do our we thing. we can't meet up face-to-face anymore. Yeah, but with the freaking global pandemic, I'm like, damn it, I want to see your face. <laughs> okay, back to my alleged weaknesses. Fiercely independent, unpredictable, easily stressed, overly competitive, and fluctuating self-esteem. Okay. I agree with fiercely independent. You're so independent. You're <laughs> like, too. oh my God. If you can do anything alone, you'll be like, yeah, I'll just do it. Don't worry. No, don't get me wrong. Like I love group work and I love being social, but I like I have a social battery talking from like a social like friendship point of view. I have a social battery and I feel like, okay, okay, I'm done. Like see you in whatever i mean like that kind of goes with you being an introvert too yeah yeah that is also true and i feel like in a work setting it's it's great like i love working with people i love the social aspect um teamwork is great but i also feel like okay cool like we divided our work let's like let's work independently now like if i'm if 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 i'm working and someone's constantly bothering me about something i'm like i'm not getting my work done like like, can you sit there quietly and do your work, please? Very independent. She will, Evan will do. Okay, she loves teamwork. She loves collaboration, which is why we're collaborating on this podcast. However, Evan will take care of her work. And then, like, you won't hear from her until she's done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, unless I have questions. But, yeah, I feel like, I, don't, I like, when I'm working, I imagine, like, my workflow and, like, like my process to be a certain way and then I feel like when people are like jumping in and stuff it's great that you have ideas but it's like like let me just do it my way like this is how I do it I can't even explain to you but <laughs> let me do it this way yeah when it comes okay easily stressed actually yeah you can be easily stressed if the situation presents itself but like lately not so much like you've kind of I can it kind of goes with like your cancer personality of going with the flow and like taking everything as it is but like when things get out of control and you can't control it anymore you're kind of like okay not my problem you three years ago would have been freaking out yeah yeah I feel like I had so much personal growth baby Ev would have been like ah what's going on now I'm just like okay cool now what can we do let me know <laughs> You're like, not my problem. Someone let me know. Overly competitive. I don't see you as overly competitive. You're not that competitive. Yeah, I think I'm actually like quite the opposite. I don't really like competition. I prefer my work to speak for itself. I think the only time I entered a competition was probably in grade 12, (laughs) where I entered like the cosmetology competition and won second place. Yeah, other than that, I don't think I've ever competed in anything in my life. Would you say you're competitive? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely competitive. Like, you should see the amount of trophies in my room. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I grew up with two older siblings, okay? Like, I need to compete for attention somehow. That actually relates to the next topic I wanted to touch upon is um, the order of your birth determining your personality. So, firstborn, middle child versus youngest. 
you are the youngest. How do you think that affects you? Um, I am constantly seeking validation and attention. <laughs> Someone give me attention. But I also feel like you being the youngest also like determines your your free spirit nature. But you're like, I can get away with this. Yeah, because like my parents had to deal with like two boys doing whatever they wanted. So when they got to me and they saw I was a girl, they're like, oh, my God, we finally have a girl. And it's the first girl in the family on my mom's side. I'm the I'm like the first girl to have ever been born. So like I was doted on. It was great. I don't know. I'm still doted on. They still treat me like a baby, but it's fine. I guess it's fine. But in terms of like me going like crazy and free spirited. Yeah, I get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, you do. I feel like like there's a lot of situations when your parents are like, no, and you're like, yeah, you say no? Guess what? I'm doing it. <laughs> and like you get away with stuff like that. Like if I were to do that, hell no. I feel like my, my parents, well, not really my dad, more so my mom because I talk to her more. I feel like that's also a very Asian thing. Like you tend to just like, have a better relationship with your mom rather than your dad I don't know but with my mom she kind of expects it from me now so she's like okay as long as I lay out the work so that she doesn't die in the process she should be okay (laughs) she's like as long as I don't have a heart attack please let me know (laughs) so I can expect it it's weird because like I basically set up so much in this household of like weird terminology and like how the rest of my family communicates with each other like I feel like if my brothers said the stuff that I said my parents would be like excuse me what did you just say but I'll be like I'll go up to my dad and like okay so for I think it was at like a work party or something but like my dad was in front of a bunch of his friends and then we were getting ready to leave but like we couldn't find my mom anywhere so I go up to my dad and I'm like hey dad where's your wife and he's like, oh, I don't know where she is. And then, like, all of my dad's friends are just like, did she just ask where your wife is? Like, isn't that your daughter? Yeah, that's funny because, like, my my younger sister, like, I'm the oldest. And my younger sister also does shit like that <laughs> that you would do to my parents. And they're just like, oh, my gosh, what is she doing? Like, I would never do that. <laughs> No, I think being a firstborn sucks. There's, like, so many responsibilities you got to do. Um, and, like, you're the first to do everything. Like, as, as like, the child in the household, you're the first to do everything. So you – it's like a freaking trial run for your parents before they have their next child. And then after that, they're like, okay, I'm good. I know how this works. Like, round two would be better. <laughs> Is round two really better, though? I don't know. I kind of, like, feel for my eldest brother, though, because, like, I see it in him. He has so many expectations from my parents to be perfect all the time. And I just remember growing up, my mom being like, Vilana's going to look up to you one day. So you got to be careful because she does a lot of stupid stuff. No, for me, it was like, oh, like, you're the oldest, so you got to take care of, like, ABCD. So there's a lot of things in the household that, like, I take care of and, like, my sister doesn't. Uh, Like, for example, she's entering, like, post-secondary school this winter term. And then my mom's just like, oh, yeah, like, take care of all of this for her and blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, oh, there was no one to do that for me when I did it. But then here she is just sitting while I'm filling in her forms for her. <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. Um, my brother's never had to do that for me. So you got lucky. No, there's there's so many things I have to do for my parents. Like, like the worst part is probably like translating legal documents from english to viet you're like i don't even i never use this vocab in my life how am i supposed to know and they're like oh you're you're uh you live here what do you mean you don't understand what it means and i'm like i understand what it means but how am i supposed to translate it in viet like i never use this vocab <laughs> yeah Ugh, it's like the worst i have definitely seen my eldest brother do that from time to time and he's like his viet is worse than mine Oh, no. So it's like, it's just it's just chaos all around. You're like, Google Translate? That's my best friend. Yeah. On, when we introduced my mom to that, it was a blessing. Um, but like in terms of responsibilities of the eldest child, I feel like my eldest brother didn't really have that many responsibilities. We kind of have like the same level of chaos. It just runs in your family, <laughs> like chaotic children. It runs on my mom's side of the family. It runs yeah. on my mom's side of the family. She's like definitely the chaotic one. Um, it, it, I would like to say it all started the moment she enrolled all of us into martial arts. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, because the screaming has never stopped. <laughs> yeah, she played herself on that one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, responsibility wise, my eldest brother, um, I don't know. He was kind of like always the model child, straight A's all the time, perfection all the time, got into university, he's doing everything my parents ever wanted him to do. He went to kinesiology, but now he's taking over my dad's auto shop. He's getting married. So my parents are like really, really happy. They're like, oh my God, the perfect son finally found a wife. He's getting married after dating her for like four years. And and she's Viet too. And they met through a church event, which is like, like, how more perfect can you be? <laughs> He's literally, like, the perfect child in my parents' eyes. And then they look to the rest of their children and they're like, oh, I still have you two. Yeah, I, I definitely think I grew up with those expectations. And for the longest time, I definitely, like, tried my hardest to fulfill that. Um, but I it came to a point where I was like, nah, like, I'm not happy. And like, I'm just going to do my own thing. And that was really difficult for my parents because they were like, rebelling, per se? Or like, like, where are you going? Like, like, what direction are you heading in life? You know what I mean? Since I was so like, I was always on like, that, that like, perfect path and whatever, and like, fitting that mold. And then once I actually went out and did my own thing, and what I wanted to do was like, disappointment <laughs> do you feel like it's even harder sometimes because you're also a girl so like that plays a factor into it uh i don't have a brother in the household so i can't say but i definitely think that uh the sons in the family not immediate family but like relatives and stuff like like my cousins who are males and stuff have it better growing up because I'm the only girl, my parents are a lot more protective of me than they are my brothers. But I just remember in high school, my brothers wouldn't have a curfew. But then for me, I would have a curfew. But then my high school was an hour away by bus because I didn't go to the local school. I decided to go to like 
a school that hosted a regional arts program, so it was a little further away. And then, like, choir practices would run until, like, 6 p.m. sometimes. And then, like, after that, I would go to tutoring. And then it'd be, like, 7-ish. And my parents were like, how come you're not home yet? And I'm like, I'm still on the bus. They're like, you're supposed to be home by now. And I'm like, I can't control how fast the bus goes. Yeah, they'll be like, okay, hurry up home. And you're like, okay, I'll wait for the bus faster. Like, like what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, I... Um, I had a similar situation. Like, I didn't really, during uh, high school, I didn't really spend time outside of school besides, like, clubs and stuff. So they would run after school, and, like, they never really got that concept. Other than that, I didn't really hang out with my friends, like, outside of school. And then that completely changed once, like, post-secondary school hit. And and then, like, I started working and stuff. There was, like, my hours were spent outside the house versus inside the house and that was really difficult for them to understand and me being the first child they're like we don't get it why are you always out why are you never in the house you know and then my sister she's like she just graduated high school but I remember like she goes out all the time and I'm like I never had this freedom no fair I definitely see that because like even when I was in university I had basically like no freedom and I had no idea how my brothers got their freedom because like there would be times when like they just didn't come home and I'm here like 9 p.m still in class parents like where are you how come you're not home yet yeah that definitely has to be like has to do with the fact that um we're daughters and not sons I feel like middle child is the forgotten one yeah uh, I feel that too okay so it's only my family and my cousin's family who has three children so with my middle brother he was kind of like he was he was the perfect middle child, extremely rebellious, did a bunch of crazy shit all the time. I don't I don't understand how he got away with all of that. I like to think it's cuz he's a boy, but this is just like the I guess the traditional Asian part of me saying that. But that's fine. He was perfect until grade 5 or something where he got straight A's. And then, like, he started getting straight C's. And my parents like, what are you doing? You're smarter than that. And he's like, but, like, I don't want to go to school. And he started skipping school. And then, like, yeah, he just started skipping school. And then, like, I remember when he started grade 9, he was, like, on the volleyball team or something. And then, like, we went to – I went to a few of his games. And then, like, everything was cool. But then, like, he just stopped playing sports altogether. So I don't know what was going on. And then he had to take an extra year – of high school because like he didn't meet the cutoff for a program that he wanted to get in and that's when my parents like see this is why you shouldn't skip school so he went to night school and fell asleep on every single class but the man is just super duper smart and he gets like a 98 on the final he's smart he just doesn't apply himself and i'm like what are you doing because like if i don't do that mom and dad would like kill me alive yeah it makes you really think you're like why is there not the same treatment overall (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I can definitely... My parents did pretty much... They didn't really pay a lot of attention to him. Like, the attention was mostly on my eldest brother and me. Mostly on me, just because I was really needy a lot of the time. (laughs) Needy in a sense where I had, like, a billion extracurriculars I needed to go to, and since I couldn't drive, I needed somebody to drive me around. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you feel like uh, your order of birth shaped you in terms of your characteristics? Or certain traits you have today? I think so. I wouldn't say all of it. I would say like just from 
just because I am the youngest, I can observe people's behavior a bit more. Like there were a lot of times since my parents would typically focus on my eldest brother most of the time if they weren't paying attention to me. I can see like the different treatments from parents to their kids, even with my grandma, because I live with her as well. Like how she treats all of us is completely different. Yeah, I would definitely said so. The the meme that Mary sent us in the group chat completely called me out. It was like it was like, is your love language active service because you're the eldest daughter in an Asian household and have been conditioned to serve your loved ones? And I was like, yes. Hundred and ten percent. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that I'm responsible or expected to do in the household that, like, other people aren't. So speaking of growing in an Asian household, uh, are you into Asian Asian horoscopes? Chinese horoscopes? I have done a little bit of research into that growing up. I've also watched the anime Fruits Baskets. Accurate, <laughs> accurate resource. That is, um, those are my only references to the animal zodiac signs, as well as when you go to a Chinese restaurant, you look at the placemat, and they have the animals there with the year. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, well, I think in Asian culture, your the year you are born determines a lot of things about you and your life. Yes. So both of us were born in the year of the ox. I just, 2021 is the year of the ox, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Wow. Get ready for um, a lot of stubborn people to rule the world. <laughs> okay. The ox, diligent and dependable, have an honest nature, uh, diligent, dependable, strength and determination. Reflects traditional conservative characteristics. I mean, I do agree that we're pretty... Uh, well, actually, I, I agree that I'm pretty diligent and dependable. Am I not diligent and dependable? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. But I I don't think those... Are, like, when you think of, like, V, you don't think of, like, oh, she's such a diligent person. Oh, no, no. You think of all the stupid stuff that I've done in my life. <laughs> okay, women ox are traditional faithful wives who are attached great importance to their children's education. <laughs> are, you, are you a traditional faithful wife? Oh, absolutely. Is that who you aspire to be? I'm definitely a traditional faithful wife. Now, somebody do the dishes for me because I don't want to touch them. I'll jokes aside. I'm definitely not um, traditional. But if I were to get married, I would like to think I was a faithful wife. Um, I would like to think I would be a supportive wife. I mean, I think you would value your children's education. Oh, yeah. They better be smart kids. Okay. Like, <laughs> no one's allowed to be dumber You're than like, me. like, I don't have room for stupidity kids. <laughs> I don't want stupid kids. Would you be the type of parent to enroll your kids into, like, lots of extracurriculars? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If I have the money, which hopefully I do. I would love to put them in extracurriculars because that's how I found out what I like to do like I see it with my cousins like a lot of them weren't enrolled in extracurriculars and all they do is like sit at home and do homework all day and then like play video games which is like nothing bad about that I love my video games as well but then like I also feel like there's so much more in this world to explore that if you don't get 
the chance to do it you just won't know what's out there Mm -hmm. i agree like my parents didn't really value extracurriculars it's it was more of academics um so the extracurriculars i picked up like i had to enforce it and a lot of the hobbies like that i picked up as well like i had to enforce it myself um yeah they were just kind of like oh you know these extra skills are nice but like really focus on your academic and your grades yeah i think um at least at least on my dad's side they very much value academics like you need to be top of the class all of the time but on my mom's side of the family they more so value extracurriculars and i think it's because my grandfather on my mom's side used to be a pe teacher back in vietnam for universities or something i don't know she tells me a lot of stories but like i don't understand them half the time yeah i feel like out of everyone i know you are like extracurricular heavy it's like oh do you know about like this and that and then be like oh yeah v tried it v's in it and you're just like what (laughs) what do you mean she did archery yeah like i used to do archery back when i was like 13 14 15 and then oh my god do you remember that one year at church for Harman Yangsen, so our Christmas concert every single year, there was this segment where, like, one of the choreographers wanted to learn how to, like, properly do a lift or something, and then somebody was like, yeah, V did cheer for, like, a few years. Like, you can ask her. She knows what to do. And everyone's like, what? That's so random. Yeah, you, you definitely pull out random skills out of your bag. And they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll use it. How do you have this again? I just have a lot of hobbies. Okay, so going back on to topic, our alleged weaknesses as a ox, as an ox, <laughs> are our communication skills. I like to think we have pretty good communication skills. Really? I feel like... Okay, I feel like with this- you though, like if you're more of like a message me when you need me type of person. But like, if it's something important, you won't pu- you won't put it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This next line, I definitely relate to. They won't exchange ideas with others if they don't think it's worthwhile. I definitely agree with them. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think like bantering is good. I like bantering. Um, I think it's fun. But I also feel like like small talk and useless conversations. I there's no point. Yeah, that's why um, you hate networking events. Yeah, that's, I mean, that can be another topic we can talk about. But yeah, because people are just being so fake. Like, I just want to get to the point. Like, I don't have time to introduce myself to like 50 people just to find potentially one person that can help me find a job. And then I here I am spending a year networking, but it's fine. I mean, you're good at it, though. Okay, but it's also like faking it till I make it. Like I'm really fake half the time. It's just like put on a fake smile and everything will be okay. Which goes back to your your uh, zodiac nature of just being like super free spirit, like can put on an act. You're not fake. Like by all means, you're not fake, but you're just like, okay, sure. I'll take it. Improv, I got that. Like give me a topic. I'll talk about it. It talks about compatibility with other signs but mm, we don't have to get into that oh yes 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 i remember my mom telling me about this oh you want to talk about it how yeah okay so we're most compatible with the rat the snake and the rooster because i know that my mom's zodiac sign is a snake which is why i think she deals with my bs so well because she like kind of just lets it go 
<laughs> my grandma's a rooster. I don't know. She like calls me out on my BS. And she's like, no, I don't like that. And I'm like, but, but that's who I am. No, my sister's a snake. So, but yeah, I think me and her, we get along pretty well. Least compatible with the goat, the horse, and the dog. So my middle, my the middle child, my brother, is the dog, is a dog. And we, to this day, still argue so much. Like, I don't think we've ever been in a place where, like, we agreed on something. Or, like, I don't know. There's always, like, tension. And I'm just like, I don't know. You're like, it's because we were born in different years and our signs don't match up. Exactly. Like, maybe you should have been born a year earlier or later. Is that how it works? I mean, I, I don't think you can control when he arrives i don't know okay so let me tell you my cousin who is also born the same year as us he was supposed to be born the day after me but he decides to be born two weeks before me so is that a him problem i don't know maybe like the stars have told him that like hey you don't want to be born the same month as vilana because she is insane so just avoid that altogether and be born in a different month. And he's like, okay. Is he a different sign then? Like a ho- like a horoscope sign? A horoscope sign? Uh, or no. he's still a sag? No. No, he's the same as me. Is he the same as me? Sagittarius? No, I, yeah. I think he's the same as me because he's late November. No, I think it might be different because Cindy's late November and she's... She is... She is late November. So her birthday is on... The day is on the first day of Sagittarius. Wow, we're the same sign. No wonder we get along so well. But you are also very different people. She probably has a different Myers-Briggs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. She's probably like, I don't know, like one of the nurturing ones. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you you agree with a certain stereotype in terms of a horoscope or like personality trait? the most i the one that i agree with the most would be like the sagittarius free spirit oh i guess all of mine have been saying free spirit that's the common trait among all of the different ones i guess the different personality traits yeah to summarize it v is just a free spirit loving loud energetic what about you do you think your horoscopes are pretty tricky. I feel like I agree with the MBTI the most because there's a lot of this is gonna sound terrible, but <laughs> because it there's a lot of logic between that, and I understand that that is one of my personality traits amongst being a Cancer and being in an ox, like in the born in the year of the ox. But yeah, there's a lot of logic to back up the MBTI. Obviously, not all of it is correct or accurate to like me but like i can see it Mm -hmm. i can see it too i can see why you also like the mbti one the most (laughs) uh to summarize the chaotic energy between the duo definitely comes from v and uh i help keep her grounded (laughs) so that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening follow us on instagram at i've been thinking dot podcast I'm your host, Evan. This is V. Okay, see you next time. Woo! Bye. Bye.